101. Stardom 101. It's the Stardom 101 Magazine Podcast. Shine your light on today's tastemakers and innovators. It's the Stardom 101 Magazine Podcast. Stardom 101 Magazine Podcast. We are back. Thank you guys once again for tuning in to us weekly. We appreciate the support, the public uh, uh, admiration you guys giving us to keep going, keep moving the voices of the people forward. With that being said, I got a gentleman on the other line right now. This episode is definitely, definitely, I want you to listen closely to the message because uh, this is something that we're experiencing in this day and time, but it hasn't happened just once, but it's happened uh, before in the past. And this brother here is going to share with us some nuggets about what he's going on, what's experienced and what he's experiencing. Uh, it goes, he's a, literally is a front runner of symbolic music. Um, he's an artist. He's a soldier. Um, he's someone from Columbus, Georgia. You know, he's doing his thing and he go by the name of Von T. What's going on, bro? How's it going? How's it going? How's it going, man? I'm glad to be here on your episode today. You're right. Um, a lot of important stuff to talk about, so I want to get into it with you. Yeah, let's let's tap it off with the music first. Um, at just at what point so that people can get a a little background of when the music literally touched you as far as the inspiration, uh, so they can hear the backstory and the passion and the commitment to the music first before we before we dive in. Yeah. So, uh, you know, before I, before I get into it, you know. I know like a lot of people who, you know, a lot of people who grew up like I grew up, you know, just living in America, you know, we all have dreams and goals that, you know, that we wanted to do outside of our regular job or something that we thought about in school. Me, specifically, I always been kind of involved in entertainment. I've always loved the entertainment realm. Um, Music has always been like a part of that. You know, I've, I've jumped around from DJing and making beats to playing extras in movies. I still do some acting. But music was really my calling, and it's really something that I, I, you know, that really called to what I wanted to do in life and and really how I how I justify being here on earth. And so Mm. for me, you know, I kind of had music on the background, but I got a regular job. I got, you know, I had, you know, bills don't ever stop. So I had to do something to pay the bills. But entertainment has always been there. I've always been involved in it. My family doesn't have a musical background or an entertainment background at all. Most Mm. of us actually served in the military. But for me, I just wanted to you know, kind of branch out on something that I wanted to do outside of just, you know, being in the military or something like that. Even though I ended up joining, mm-hmm. um, I never wanted to give up my dream goal of, of getting involved in music. So, you know, really like the music scene really hit me hard uh, in college where I was really DJing parties and, you know, mixing in beats and selling them on Fruity Loops. A lot of people might be familiar with the Fruity Loops thing. Yeah, that was back then. Really doing that. <laughs> yeah, like that's where it started for me that's what's up. Okay. You you mentioned something that was key. You said, like I said, before, before anything, um, the music was always there. That was first, like the passion first. And you have a background of the family in the military. So what was your decision making process um, to go into the military? Let's, let's, let's move it along a little bit before. Uh, yeah. So when I actually joined the military, I actually joined because I wanted to give back a couple of years to the country. I felt like had my back while I was going through school and trying to figure out life myself. And so when I was in English class, I remember 9-11 happened. Mm. And I remember watching it from the English class on the TV screen. And I know people remember the TV that rolled in on the big thing, the big the TVs with the big booties in the back. Yep. You know, those that, those are the TVs that we had. They rolled it in and we, we saw what happened on the news and I joined the military. Even though my, my dad was, you know, a decorated soldier, my sister had already joined the Navy. Uh, I had made it up in my mind that I wasn't going in the military at that moment. But until that happened, 
you know, I decided when I graduated high school, you know, after I did a couple, after I, you know, got my stuff situated, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back and I'm going to give a few years back. So I ended up joining wow. uh, the military. Uh, thank you, by the way, too. Thank you. Thank you for serving. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I ended up joining the military. I ended up joining the reserves in the 05. And that's actually mm. where the military career started for me. Wow. Okay. And when you was in there, what did you experience? Did you did you see anything? Did you experience anything that was awkward? Or was it all good in the beginning? It was never all good. Wow. Like, since I've been in the military, I've seen so many, so many of our, our people of color and, and minorities you know, make make decisions that kind of jeopardize their career, you know, and stuff that was rightfully so, you know, things that were actually crimes, you wow. know, and stuff like that are just are just making a slip up. But but for the most part, like I can honestly say, like, you know, we still got it hard. Like we got it hard in the military because even though I was trying my hardest to stay on a straight and narrow, like you slip up as a minority and a black person that I've seen since I've been in even a little bit. You know, wow. they're going to they bring the hammer down on you. So we always had to make sure we were sharp at everything because we're always being, we're always, we're always still one step behind. Wow. Wow. So it's like literally under the microscope, whether you're in or you're, or you're serving, either one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and so I was, I was told, you know, early on in my career, early on by, you know, a lot of old heads that was serving, you know, just watch your back, make sure that, you know, you, you always make sure that you you in the, you in the forefront of the good light. So for my military career, I went my whole career without ever getting written up, without ever having a counseling, you know, without ever being counseled or talked to or no 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 negative anything on my record until I got to Augusta, Georgia, where everything happened within a time span of a couple of years, and then they try they try to route me out. Wow! And so, how many years did you serve total? As of March, when I retired of this year, that was eighteen years. Wow. Oh, my goodness. And so, okay, let's transition. You say when you went to Georgia, at some point, you were popping with the music. The music career was bubbling on the in- outside. How did who and who did how get get word to it? What happened? <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, when I was in Alaska is is when I was stationed in Alaska, okay, you know, that's kind of where, the, that's kind of where I had like my musical revelation, I guess you could say, cause that's kind of like where I, I created my label symbiotic music. Mm. And then that's kind of, that's kind of where those fruits got laid. So I took that time in Alaska where I was away from friends and family to really try to understand the music industry. And I did that by studying biographies, kind of looking at what some of the people who I admired in the game, like Rick Ross and, and uh, you know, P Diddy, a couple yeah. of entertainers like Chris Brown and Drake, just trying to see, like, you know, they've done enough documentaries and interviews. You know, I had nothing but time on my hand to really kind of lay my roots and try to figure it out because I knew that's the route that I wanted to go since I was never completely detached from entertainment. And so when I was stationed out in Alaska, that's when I came with my own label. When I got left Alaska and I came back to the, you know, the lower 48 states down here, when I got my next station, you know, after Alaska was, was, Fort, Fort Gordon in Augusta, Georgia, mm-hmm. um, I dropped my first single. I dropped my first single in 2018. Like I said, you know, I was still getting my feet up off the ground, so I wasn't making any money. It was a hobby, yeah. something I like to do on my own free time out of my own pocket, not, you know, uh, promoting your post or saying anything political, just making music. So I dropped yeah. my first single called The Plug in 2018. You know, it did, it did its numbers. It did what it did. It got my name out there. Cool. Military knew that I was rapping. Everything was fine. Okay. I dropped Brands. My next track, Brands, dropped 
you know, same thing, you know, did a little tours on the weekends when I had some time. It didn't never interfere with my job. I still did what I had to do in the military and just did what I did with my music on the weekends, just kind of letting myself get my roots out there because I knew I was somewhere at that time frame around, the, you know, 15, 14 year mark being in. Yeah. And I know I'm going to retire at 20. So I was like, you know, if I get my music career started now, that gives people a chance to kind of warm up to me as an artist. And I'm not, you know, jumping off the porch when I get done with one career and I'm trying to scramble. And yeah. Jump and yeah. Like, build that foundation. Yeah, I'm going to let this thing easily transition over into what I'm trying to do, what I really want to do, what I gave my years to this country to do, mm. you know, while I was in the military for my musical career. Now, when I dropped Turn Off the Lights, that's when everything kind of got crazy because I didn't think Turn Off the Lights was going to hit as big as it did. I thought I was still on this progression that I was on. You okay. know, keep in mind that I had just dropped only two tracks. So this was my third one. And I dropped my third one, third one hit World Star Hip Hop. And then all of a sudden now I'm unpatriotic and I'm, you know, I'm doing something illegal and, and I'm wow. getting investigated and they're trying to kick me out of the military and I'm getting, you know, criminally charged for making hip hop music, some, some ridiculous stuff. Like just wow. Really wow. And so the, the nature and the context of the music, did any of the music, you know, uh, mention or reference the military, the army, where you try, you know what I'm saying? Cause everybody looking at the, con- what did they try to, throw at you or uh, or charge you with what what end up happening from this situation because like i said um criminal charges and all that good stuff correct yeah yeah like no and, and to answer your question for the first part no my yeah. music never talked about anything political my music has only ever talked about things that were you know subsurface level stuff that we talk about you know on on you know more in-depth you know, hardcore rap, you know, I'm talking about, I'm making a song called The Plug, you know, I'm talking, making a song called Brands, you know, talking about name brand clothes and turn off the lights is a club song, you know, it's a, it's a song about turning up on the weekend, you wow. know, so, you know, my songs weren't even shot nowhere near post, never talked about anything political, no military gear, no anything of that stuff. Wow. But the criminal charges that they tried to hit me with was, they gave, first they gave a bogus order, you know, they, they kind of tried to cover it up with a counseling that they tried to throw in on the back end that says that I disobeyed a direct order to take my music video off of the internet, which was not true because I actually, first of all, I never even got that order. And then the second part is you're giving me an unlawful order. You're telling me to take down something that you don't like that's not breaking down, not breaking any, any laws. And so in theory, that's an unlawful, that would be an unlawful order anyway. Mm. That's one charge. The second charge they try to charge me with is making money in the military without them approving it. And like I just told you, you know, like I told them and I had to prove my records that shows that I wasn't making anything. It was a hobby, something I was trying to get established. Yeah. And so they dropped that charge. But then the third one was was one that really got me also was, you know, they said publicly appearing in a music video that brought discredit upon myself in the U.S. military. Wow. Because it's hip hop. Because it's a hip hop music video. That's that's why. Now, now this Article 15, educate the people, if you could, about what that is and the consequences of that. Yeah. So in Article 15 is pretty much when people think about getting charged, like on the civilian side. Ah. And and what that is, is like, you know, you think of a court martial. Court martial would be like equivalent to like regular court on the civilian side. Mm. Well, Article 15 is a step below a court martial. Now, keep in mind, like when this thing happened, like I had the choice. I could have went to court, okay. or I could have, or I could have went with a lesser charge, which was an Article 15. Which for me, what that means is that yeah, I'm criminally charged, but it only stays in my military records because 
how devastating would that have been if I took this to court, went to court martial, and then I get charged, and then they somehow make this transition over into my civilian, you know, my civilian record. Correct. And now I got this, I got this on my record when I get out the military, you know, being like actually charged. So I went with the lesser one because, of, you know, that's something that I wanted first to protect my image for me being a soldier, and then at the same time, I knew I could take that that product and then I could bring it to the American people and show them this is what is this is what your military is doing to African-Americans right now in 2022, 2021. This is what we're going through still on this side. So don't let don't let the, you know, the government fool you into thinking that all soldiers are equal. We're all being taken care of because I'm here to tell people right now that that is not the case. That is not the case. And you ranked in the military as well, too, correct? Yeah, I, I was I was a captain. You know, I retired out as a captain. Uh, and that's an 03 for some people who don't realize. It. And that's like uh, that's like four ranks away from being like, you know, one of the highest the highest ranking in the military. So I wasn't that far away from, you know, becoming a major, which is an 04. You know, so we're not talking like NCOs and privates like we're talking like officers. Yeah, we're talking, we talking status right now. Yeah. Yeah. We talk we talking up there. So, you know, and if it can happen to somebody like me. And, you know, I got a nephew in the military and I know other people got people in the military who are just now trying to, you know, figure life out. They may not have it all figured out yet. You know, they may want to be something else or they may have other dreams that they want to be that they don't feel like is breaking the law, which probably is not. But if we don't do something about what I'm going through, you know, this is for them. This is not really for me because I beat my case. So I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point right now, it's about the messaging the people. And so. With that being said, what are some of the beliefs that you uh, you stand for about, you know, creativity and the music while still serving this country? Um, what's some of the beliefs um, that people should be aware of and that they have the right of? Because a lot of people don't know. And right now, so you're educating them on uh, what could happen, how they can prevent some things. Right. So the Constitution that governs everybody in the United States. Yeah. Like we have diminished rights as soldiers. There's only certain things that we can and can't do. But you still have. You still have freedom of speech and you still got the freedom, you know, to pursue a happy life. And so this is the United States. And so mm-hmm. what I want people to realize is that this country is created by and amongst, you know, everybody of all, 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 John, all races that are out here that create this country. So if you're doing something that is illegal, I get it. But if you're doing something that is just championing your culture or where you come from, be it that this is the United States and it's not illegal, then you have a right to stand up for that. And from what it looks like, from what this appears like to me, it doesn't appear that big army is racist, but it does. What absolutely is happening is that there are small pockets of racist individuals that have been put in places of power. And so what, what, it, what it looks like is overall the army is for everybody. But when they have these pockets of people who are in power that are not for everybody, you combine all those pieces together and then it still points right back to big army being the problem, yeah. being the root of the problem, because you got people that are in position who are stopping people from doing things that champion their culture. If it's not champion the white culture. Uh-huh. Now, now I say that because there's individuals that I serve with that do do music and oh. they do other genres of music, just like I have other genres of music, but hip hop was only specifically targeted, but it's not a problem if you make money for it and bring recognition towards the military. Uh-huh. But if you don't do it and you're not bringing recognition to the military or you don't go viral, there's always that possibility of a chance for somebody who's racist, who was above you, to kind of step in and try to get you to cease and desist from doing that because they don't agree with your music. And that's wrong. And it shouldn't happen. 
Wow. And so this, uh, let's just, you should mention something that was key. I'm listening to you closely. You said hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. So do you think this would have passed through if this was jazz, if this was rock, if this was a whole different genre? You don't think this would have been the same results? You don't think you would have probably experienced what you, ex- what you had to go through? Well, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, is about 100 years ago, there was another artist who was a jazz artist, another soldier. Who was a yes, sir. Uh, goes by the name of Jesse Europe. And he went through the same situation that I went through with them telling him that jazz music is unpatriotic, it's un-American, you know, it, it, you know, it's it's too cultural. It's too us. Wow. Uh, and so I'm really just picking up where he left off from. Now, jazz music is accepted now because music from our culture has has widely, you know, evolved from jazz to all these other genres that we're in, but it's still the same thing. It's just somebody of another culture of this culture uh-huh. is, is bestowing their will on our culture and stopping us from being creative. Wow. A <laughs> hundred years later. A <laughs> hundred years later, we still at it. How does this affect your family and your personal life, man? What what are some things that the family and uh, you know had to do different, and uh, you know name calling all kinds of stuff? What are some things that you experienced as a result of this? Man, my family and I have gone through complete hell because of this. Like this, this has this has you know first you know it, it it stopped my military career because. You know, at a time like I, I, I would give anything for the military. In the army. Mm. Like I, I was I was that soldier. You know, when there was a course or a class to go to, I was there. You know, mm. I, I sacrificed many years of missing out on golden opportunities and growing old with my family because I traveled and I did stuff for this country. I, I deployed. I fought. You know, mm. I lost friends. I seen combat. I seen explosions. I've, I've got PTSD. I take medication, all of that stuff. My goodness. For my family to see me going through this and this battle, this 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 grueling long battle for like three years, day in and day out, you know, and and them standing by my side and and really, you know, upset and really, you know, feel like you know they really turned their back on us because even during COVID, you know, the COVID times, they were still so busy trying to take money out of my account, they didn't even realize I was helping family members out of my family that were losing jobs. Wow. They were still trying to come after my paycheck, and I had to really write an appeal. You know, to let them know, hey, y'all need to tone it down a little bit, you know, on all of this back and forth. You know, hey, we're going through a pandemic right now. You Absolutely. Know, still focused on trying to get my money out of my paycheck over this rap stuff. And I'm sitting here trying to make sure that I got family members that's got damn food on the table. Wow. So, you know, all of this was going on. They didn't check on anybody as far as what was going on with COVID. I could have lost family members. I could have been sick, you yep. know, because at the time. I didn't have a job. They kicked me out. They kicked me out. They sent me home. I was at home for three years without a job. Wow. Wow. Three years I sat at the house without a job, without putting on a uniform, without reporting to anybody, without nobody checking on me or calling on me, without uh, making sure that I, you know, I had, you know, my, my, you know, anything, nothing. Like I was just, I was on an island by myself fighting this battle for three years. So like people got to excuse me if I seem like I'd be like a little on edge lately. Correct. Like I just came out of like a three year fight. Like that's 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 equivalent to me being deployed to Iraq and fighting, you know, foreigners. But here I am fighting for my own freedom in my own country. Wow. Do you, uh, man, uh, that's that's um, that touched me. Um, do you have any regrets, Vaughn? You have any regrets for serving this country, bro, and doing what you've done, man? Or do you have any? Do you ever sit and think about that or contemplate I, at any at times? I've been I've been asked this question before, and you yeah. know. I, me personally, even though like my image 
about my my vision of what I believe this country was and this military is tainted. I don't want it to taint the the minds of the young ones. And I say this because there was a lot of good connections that I did make out of this. And okay, and I will say that you know we fought our, our our people fought damn hard to be where we can where we are at in the military. So my hats are still off to the people who serve, you know, and get everything that you were supposed to get up out of them. So I have my own regrets, like, but I still would not be able to assess the situation and be the man that I am today had I not capitalized off of a lot of those opportunities and courses and skills that those that, that raw knowledge that I was given mm-hmm. of just serving. So I do have my reserves in the sense that this country is not what I thought it was when okay. I was always blinded into believing in the American dream. It, it is definitely not that. But the opportunities for it are still there, which is kind of why my fan base has kind of given me the, you know, the name I've kind of wore probably is the hope, you know, because yeah. I'm, I'm the hope, you know, I'll be the hope, you know, of the streets. I'll be the hope of our culture, man, to make sure that this doesn't happen to anybody else in the military. And I don't care if it kills me. You yeah. know, I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be out there fighting. And I tell them all the time, T.D.O. Von T is in your corner. I'm not there. Don't don't fight. I don't want you to think that I was fighting for you or something happened to me when I'm dead. And I'm sitting here fighting for you guys. I'm fighting for all of us right now. You know, I'm out here in the trenches and I'm out here, you know, risking my life on these interviews and giving my story every day. And I would do it the same way. Absolutely, man. What, what would be the mission and the goal you hope to see that comes from this situation? Um, the change. The only change that I want to see, like I, like I tell people when I get when I when I went on a couple of these platforms, you know, I, my my resolve is not going to waver. Like I'm not going to fall to you're not going to be able to buy me off with no money. I hear you know, that. I, not the richest person in the world but i know i'm not i'm not broke either so i mean money is not a is not a problem and i've i've traveled everywhere around the world from entertainment in the army so it ain't nothing that somebody can really show me that i haven't seen already the change that i want the only way that i will be quiet is if change happens within legislation in congress in order for this don't happen to anybody else it's either that or they're gonna have to kill me and it's gonna be one or the other because i'm never gonna be quiet about it wow and this is going to Congress to literally try to pass this legislation to get this thing move forward in the right direction. Yes. And that's what this petition is about right now. That's got over 300 people signing it. And I, I'm very grateful for the people that I have. And I'm hoping that I can just get this petition to, you know, in a, in a hit the, the mainstream main vein somewhere, either in news or entertainment and really get it out there. Cause if I got over 300 people that feel like this, is wrong right now, then I can only imagine what this petition is going to do, what kind of numbers is going to do when the actual rest of the world and the rest of the United States really find out that this is happening. So I'm really just binding my time. I realize that this is a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. So, and I know that people don't really, people are more uh, reactive than proactive. So they may not see the benefit of signing the petition right now because, hey, I'm not, because, you know, they're thinking, you know, I don't serve in the military or nobody that I know serve in the military. We all out here just getting it how we live. Yeah, but eventually somebody you know or somebody that is or you will, you know, serve in the military and then you're going to be thinking back to this situation about how you probably should have did something about it because, you know, the military is not going to last forever. Everybody got to hang up their boots one day. And what you going to do when you hang up your boots? Hmm. You know, you're going to go back to the regular world, back to the civilian world, and you're going to have to get a job. But what if you had a what if you had a, a gift that you could have start owning while you was in the military that didn't break the law, hmm. you know? This is where that come. This is where that come into play at. Because if you don't do something about this now, this stifles that creativity. Mm. It kills it out. It snuffs it out. So you won't be able to do that 
and do the military because they're going to make sure that you're not able to do it. If this, if this doesn't work, if this petition don't work, they somehow silence it or they silence me. I tell people, I I can guarantee you, they're not going to let another bond T slip through the ranks. They ain't going to let this happen again. They're not going to let it happen again. You already see it, huh? Yep. Wow. And what's the goal with the numbers on this petition, man? Is, was it a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand? What's the goal? Yeah, it's a hundred thousand. Once I get a yeah. hundred thousand, you know, I can get this, you know, printed off in the paper format and we can really get this in front of one of the lawmakers and changes up there in Congress and really try to get this in front of somebody who can really, you know, action on this and make sure that this doesn't happen. Because, you know, even though I'm re- I'm honorably retired, it took a fight and they tried to kick me out of the military and I'm honorable. I'm honorably retired. But it was literally like getting kicked out still because even though I got an honorable retirement, I got no ceremony. I got mm. no thank you. I got nothing but a vanilla, a vanilla envelope with some awards in there. They thank you for my service. And that was it. It's almost like they gave me a consolation prize for the fight. Wow. So you didn't get the typical uh, just do that a normal soldier did. Wow. That's, that's I did not. And I still have those charges in my, in my official military record. He's still to this day. Yep. He's still in there. Wow. How can people and the people listen and support the movement and, and uh, this musical freedom uh, for justice, man? How can we keep it going? Of course, the petition is at the topic. Um, outside of the petition, how can we um, literally keep keep an eye on you and literally support the movement? Uh, yeah. Like, um, so they can look up my link tree. My link tree is also on my Instagram, my Instagram profile, which is, uh, Kovu1278, K-O-V-U-1278. You know, and I have a link tree that has, it it stays updated with not just what's going on with the movement and with the petition, but also what's the latest and the greatest with the music. Okay. Uh, Just had a single that just charted number, you know, number 23 on iTunes. So we still moving in the Still moving. (laughs) <laughs> so they ain't never stopped that i got a music video that's dropping soon yeah uh, with, a, with a new uh single and an animation that's coming out all in one big project that's coming out here soon um but yeah the petition is there but if, even if they don't want to go to my social media pages and go to the link tree you can just go to google you can just type in bonte petition okay. uh and, and right there right at the top you know we worked hard enough to get my name recognized in the google algorithm bonte's petition is right there It'll be the first one that pops up they can, nice. go to, they can sign it and then within there you can you can check out the rest of the music that's kind of t- tatered uh tattered to the you know what i'm saying that petition that's uh wrapped up on that link okay. take music pages and all of that stuff so they can check me out there as well absolutely that's what's up i like how you got two agendas but you're working <laughs> i like that that's what i said we ain't gonna sit and wait now look we're we gonna move this agenda over here but we yeah. still got some things cooking over the oven over here i like that bro that's good yeah. that's good mindset man i like your spirit brother for 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 a brother through um uh experience what you spirit you know you can easily turn into a different kind of individual you can be better you can be mentally drained you can be complacent uh but the positivity and the energy and the education that you uh literally allow sharing right now i think is literally going to resonate with some people about um some things just go above our head and and the fact that you have the courage man literally to speak your peace and speak your voice uh salute soldier salute you man i i roughly i uh, was just very excited uh about this episode because i seen it and i say yeah this is a good one man this is good it's good for the people yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it's a it's a road that I wouldn't, I wouldn't put on anybody else. I hear that. You know, I, I, I wouldn't have wanted myself, but then when I think about it, 
you know, when I think about me, you know, TDO, Vonti, myself, everything that is the, every fiber in my bone that I'm made up of that makes me a man. I feel I, I, I realized I started to realize, mm. you know, I was the only one that was that was going to be able to do this fight. Like this, ah. this was this was why this is why I'm here on Earth. This, this fight that. is the reason why I'm here. Wow, that's what's up, man. And any final salutes or shout outs or public flowers you want to get anybody in your family, uh, on your team, um, in your corner? Yeah. Uh, first, I want to, you know, give a shout out to my family. You know, and I appreciate everybody who stood with me, everybody who came to my official military retirement party. You know, the one that I had because I wasn't throwing one. I appreciate y'all. We still rocking and rolling. Shouts out to G-Man Entertainment, you know, so you know, giving me that chance and believing in me, my, you know, my PR, LaShawn, you know, she rocks with me, you mm-hmm. know, definitely got to give her her flowers, you know, for putting on a lot of these things for me, you know, definitely been a, a, a role in my corner. Green Cross is out in California, Jay Horn Films out in California, becoming symbiotic music. Hey, we going our way. Like y'all just stay with me. You know, I'm the hope. I'm going to make sure that everybody's straight. Y'all can follow me on all social media platforms at Kovu1278, and you can follow all my music streaming platforms at Von T. Don't matter what you look it up on. I'm verified on Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube, and we're still going up from there, so let's get it. Let's go. Talk that talk. I love it. (laughs) Justice for the Music is the name for this episode, y'all. Thank you, Von T. Thank you, my guy. Thank you. All of his, uh, absolutely, man. And just so you guys know, all of his social media links literally going to be in the show notes of this episode. Um, Everything, the petition link, all that good stuff is going to be in the show notes of this episode. Click them, uh, follow them, click the links, hit them up, Texas DM, you know, show that public support, man. Do what Stardom, uh, Stardom fan base do. We show love, we show support, and we appreciate you, Vaughn, for sharing, man. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Are you on the rise to stardom? Well, get featured in the next issue of Stardom 101 magazine and promote your business or products today. Text MAG to 804-550-8647 or visit stardom101mag.net. You're listening to the Stardom 101 magazine podcast with Christopher Boykin. Be sure to subscribe and download this episode and continue to listen to Stardom on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.